Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm Celia Kibler, your host and family empowerment coach, and here to bring you another wonderful guest that has written children's books that is helpful to everyone. And Jay is an entrepreneur and a children's book author of Conscious Bible Stories. And he's going to talk about how we can relate Bible history to our current life situations and how valuable this is to teach our kids. So welcome, Jay, to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for having me, Celia. I'm happy to be here. Thrilled to have you. Please tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and why you decided to start writing these stories. Yeah, my name's Jay Aedo, and um, I began writing these uh, Bible stories with different perspectives uh, because I just saw how much Bible stories affect humanity, even still today. Uh, You know, it's just such a strong background for us that um, these stories, we seem to have picked up and run, ran off with them as, uh, as our truth, you know, because we've been raised with these stories. We've been raised um, with, uh, for instance, the Cain and Abel story, um, where the brother kills his, his um, brother out of spite and out of anger and resentment and because of this understanding that you know it just seems like humanity is kind of running off with that uh with that story of Cain where a a lot of us are angry and resentful and we don't know how to communicate that and oftentimes when we do communicate it it comes off aggressively or comes off the wrong way and many times it um it makes us regret the the way we act uh, and seeing this over and over in my in my life, um, I decided to write stories with the same characters in a different way. Um, so, for instance, uh, I, I rewrote the Cain and Abel story to where when Cain becomes so angry and frustrated and he goes to kill Abel, Abel sees the attack coming because he's disciplined and composed within himself. And so he's able to move out of the way and grab Cain from behind and subdue him. And when Cain uh, regains um, consciousness, he's able to, um, they're able to have an actual conversation. And I feel that this dialogue. Hey parents, just wanna take a break from this podcast and ask you, are you tired of feeling like a bad parent and second guessing yourself all the time? 
Are you wondering how you can start becoming proactive instead of reactive so you're not yelling but calmly communicating to your kids? Overwhelmed with sorting through the myriad of parenting information that's out there and ready to set up a system that works for you now and in the future? How about instead we put a proven plan in place that will create more cooperation, more listening, more happiness in your home without all the drama? You can do it. Become a member of my Tranquility Tribe and start feeling confident and hopeful again. After all, we're raising adults, not children. And don't your kids deserve the best? So just go to mytranquilitytribe.com and let's get started on your vision today. And now back to our podcast. If told in story form can really change the direction of where humanity is going to where we're no longer acting on the anger and the resentment um, that haunts us, but we're able to set that aside to have a conversation um, with, you know, with people that we care about, because ultimately we're so angry toward the people we care about the most. And, and that oftentimes comes off in ways that uh, affect us moving forward, you know? And so if we're able to dial, dial our anger in right now, we can make better choices is how I, how I feel about the stories. Absolutely. And that story in particular, you know, changing it so that they actually control the way they respond to the other, which is just so vital in all communication and all life. You have to be able to respond and take responsibility for how you respond. No one can make you do anything. They do what they do and you control the way you respond to it. And changing that story is so valuable because it's such a life lesson the way you changed it, not the way it's written, that we just don't aggressively attack a person that we don't agree with. And, and it's happening, you know, not only in a violent way, but in everyday ways where people are being blocked because they don't have the same opinion about something, which people have disagreed for centuries, and yet they move on with their lives. And they don't eliminate the person they dis- disagree with. We all were born with a brain. God gave us our own brains to think for ourselves and regulate ourselves. So I I just love that you altered that story. I think it's so helpful and beneficial to children. In, In Cain and Abel, that's a logical transformation. What other stories are you working on or have you already completed that are taking another storyline from the Bible and working it towards a more successful cooperative solution. Yeah, so essentially I've started uh, from the beginning of the Bible with God and the devil. And so the Bible starts in the beginning and the stories I've, I've started writing um, start before the beginning. So I feel when starting in the beginning, there's a lot um, that's unsaid. And so I feel, um, uh, with my imagination, I have created um, a dialogue between God and the devil that started before the beginning. Um, and so this this begins with with God's creation 
of like um, the Big Bang, where she God created something much bigger than than um, herself, and um, and that was the devil. You know, somebody that would challenge her in a way that nobody else has. And so we we read in the in this in the stories how um, you know everything God created was in, in perfect harmonious flow. You know, all her angels followed her every command. And what 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 happens with with all of us? I see you know behavior in all of us is that uh, we get stagnant. You know, when things are just going, everything's happy, everything's going well. We just become stagnant. And um, you know, in my imagination, God got to the point where she couldn't take it anymore. It was too much um, contentment, and so she finally blew up. She had enough. And and her best creation yet came about, which was Lucifer, um, which became her best friend. Um, and then so I just feel the whole thing is one big misunderstanding where it's not really, um, you know, where the devil isn't really um, our enemy. It's it's more like our friend, but we've lost our way. We, we, we lost who we are at the core of who we are. And so that's why we we believe, you know, we have enemies. Um, but it's just that Lucifer has a different way of doing things. And he has a, a very uh, unique way of teaching, which is through chaos and destruction. Uh, and this has a very uh, great way of teaching us because it teaches us the best parts about ourselves. It teaches us what we're capable of. Um, and then so that's why in my imagination, God and the devil are actually best friends playing a game. Um, and this is what it's evolved to, you know, we, we just forgot, you know, it's because it's been such a long time, generation after generation, and we've been telling so many stories, we've been picking up and running off with so many different stories in so many different directions, we kind of forgot where we came from. And then so this to me gives me a peace of mind as to where we came from, you know, because this is a big question for humanity is like, who am I? Why am I here? Where did I come from? Where am I going? And once you start answering these questions in a practical sense for yourself, you're able to uh, use that momentum to build off of in this real world uh, and to build value, create value for yourself and those around you in a positive way, you know, where it's no longer, um, where your value is no longer um, having to take away from somebody else, but you're just adding and creating like, you know, like God does, which is from, from nowhere, from everywhere. I love that, Jay. And you know, it when you think about your friends, your best friends, I mean, actually, fortunately, my best friend, I met when I was two years old. I mean, that's when we first <laughs> met and we're still friends 62 years later. And but when you think of the people you grew up with and you find out what they're doing now, a lot of times you're like, I never would have called that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know where that came out. That came out straight out of the blue. So it's a great story. But I also want to touch on another thing that you refer to, and you refer to God as a she. And yeah. I find this very interesting because so many refer to God as a he. And yeah. when I think of God, and um, I, I grew up Jewish, and I am still Jewish. I don't I remain that way. <laughs> I don't want to say that I transformed anywhere, but you know, God is always referred to as a he, but then sometimes in my mind, I look at mother nature who is a girl and right. <laughs> mother nature in my eyes is aligned with God. Like 
what God is like the all knowing. We don't, we can't, you know, we can't make mother nature do anything. So I'm also of the thought process that God is actually a mom, a woman. And, you mm. know, in so many teachings around the world, Indian heritage, the mother is the one that's worshiped. You know, she's the almighty. She's the grandmother holds so much um, respect in American Indian, you know, culture. And so in my eyes, she is a girl, God, she is a girl. And um, so I just really find it interesting that you do that too. And can you talk a little bit about your view on that? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, to me, it's, it, it's, uh, it's obvious where we're a reflection of God. Um, men, females and males are a reflection of the thing we admire the most, this God. And uh, God, we refer to as the creator. Well, in our world, the females are the creators. The females are, you know, they're, they're literally factories of life. You know, they're, they're creating life. And, you know, we don't seem to give them enough credit. We take them for granted. And then so uh, I made these stories in this, in this way because this is the way it is for me, where God is the creator. And, and that's how it works. Like, to, it, it, there's no, you know, before the beginning, there is no male and female. There just is. You know, it's just creation for the sake of creation. And then, um, you know, it's evolved into stories. And, and that's what this is all about for me. Like, I, I'm not taking any story personally. Uh, I just want to share stories and have, you know, people around me and kids understand that everybody's just telling stories. And it just matters which story you're running off with that makes it yours. Uh, and you can make that choice for yourself. And then so God being female is just is evident to me where the female is the creator. And then, so how do I refer to her? Why right. wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to refer to her as it, you know, it would be, I think more romantic to refer to her as her. <laughs> yes, I, I totally agree. And, you know, storytelling, it's, it's so true what you say about stories and so important for people today and kids today to connect with grandparents and their elders, you know, in their in their world, in their family, in their community, because you need to hear the stories of the past. You need to hear how other people lived. You need to know that maybe what you think you're lacking was someone else's abundance years ago and not even a thought years ago and is today someone else's abundance. You know, you need to learn that gratitude and that appreciation for how, how it all began. Where, where did all this start, you know, and, um, and where can we go, you know, talk about space and the James Webb telescope is about to bring us back amazing pictures in July of galaxies way beyond ours. And, and it's just, it's a whole journey. And I love that you decided as part of this journey, let's bring the old stories into reality and into current life. Just to go back to the, the Cain and Abel story, something that I wanted, wanted to mention about that is um, because we all do have the ability to kind of break the patterns of behavior that we've been led on, which is, you know, we tend to reflect back 
what's put upon us. So if somebody is angry or mean toward us, we tend to be angry and mean toward them. And then so what I like about the character Abel in this story is where he was able to hold his anger. You know, he didn't, you know, when Cain tried to kill him, he didn't retaliate and kill him. What he did was subdue him and make sure that he wasn't going to hurt anybody, including himself, and calm him down until he was able to have a normal conversation, right, which we're all able to get to. We can't maintain that anger forever. And so he's he, he becomes, to me, he goes down in history as uh, our greatest role model because he's able to break the pattern of behavior. He doesn't just reflect back the anger that was put upon him. He breaks it and has, and because he, he sees the bigger picture and wants to have a dialogue. And then so um, something that's important to me is, is showing that we have that same ability of breaking that pattern of behavior. We don't have to reflect back the things that are put upon us just because they're put upon us. We can process them and filter it in through, through our own heart and reflect back something that will throw the other person off, right? Like if, if, they're, if they're being angry and we're being kind, that works every time. Like you kill people with kindness, that's a, that's a thing. And, <laughs> and so exactly. I feel like, you know, I feel like Abel goes down you know, in our story, you know, it's no longer his story. It's our story where we're able to uh, break those patterns of behaviors within ourselves and reflect back, you know, and then, and then be the guiding light because it's obviously much more pleasant to be kind. And then, so when we reflect back kindness, we're going to, we're going to suck people into our world rather than being sucked into their world. Yes. And we had a real life presentation of that shown worldwide between Will Smith and Chris Rock. When Will Smith (laughs) walked up, and technically they're brothers, because if you know the world of comedy, they all consider themselves brothers and a strong kinship from comedian to comedian. And Will Smith came up and smacked Chris Rock. Chris Rock could have smacked him back. He could have developed this into a, a really ridiculous presentation, but he didn't. He laughed it off. He made That's light right. of it and he moved on. And that is like a real live demonstration of your story. And That's of the right. Way, Modern days. It's happening. Right. Exactly. And of the way we are responsible for the way we act towards others, we react towards others. And that is on us. Just because he got hit doesn't mean he has to behave the same way back. He can be go a step further and think, is this what I should be doing right now? He probably felt like hitting. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, fine, smack me, sure. I'll smack you. But he's kept his composure. And that's the thing is that you always want to be able to control yourself in a situation where you want to be in charge of the way you feel. And if you can't, you walk away and you think about it and then you come back. That's the key to not yelling at kids. Just because they're getting you irritated and you're irritable doesn't mean you have to scream and yell at them because all you're teaching them is to scream and yell back. That's right. So see, your story was demonstrated in real life. And that like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, there you go. 
that is because, you know, I started <laughs> the International Day of Calm and I'm all in the International Day of Calm on April 5th every year. My point is that I don't, I'm not calling it calm because you should sit on the top of the mountain and stare out into space. I'm calling it calm because you're responsible for the way you respond and the way you react to civilization. You're the only one who can control you. You can't control what goes around on around you, but you can be totally in control what happens and how you respond to any given situation. And that's being calm. That's being in control and being able to respond in a productive, cooperative way. And that's why I created that day. And right after that, or it might've been right before the day of calm, that happened. I was like, Thank you for that perfect demonstration of the point I'm trying to make. It couldn't have been any more perfect. And there it is. It's like your real life child story being acted out in this on the stage where millions are watching. So I just love all your stories. I love the whole idea of this. Uh, please tell our listeners how many books are available right now. And I'm sure you're not going to stop writing because the Bible's a long book and, you know, <laughs> I got a lot to do. Right, right. The the Jewish uh, religion, we focus on the the Old Testament, but then there's a whole right. New Testament. So you can be going on forever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so what is out now? What is available now? And where do our listeners find these books? Yeah, so the first book is the Cain and Abel uh, story that will be released on July 12th. So really nothing is available just yet. And um, that's going to be available July 12th. Um, you can get that at ConsciousBibleStories.com. Even before it's available, you can go to ConsciousBibleStories.com, sign up for our newsletter, uh, and we keep you, you know, up to date with these modern, modern take on an old story. Sign up for the newsletter, guys, because then you'll always know when the next one's coming out. And just from knowing Jay and his personality, I know these books are going to be great. I look forward to reading them with my kids. And um, I'm really grateful that you were on the show. I'm grateful that you're rewriting Bible stories to be even more understandable and applicable to influence generations to come, adding a new twist on what's already a great story. So um, thank you, Jay, for being here. And the best way to reach out to you is through ConsciousBibleStories.com. Is there another way? That's right. Just ConsciousBibleStories.com. You can find us on Instagram. Okay. And that was my next question. Can can we find you on a social network? So he's on Instagram. And is that at ConsciousBibleStories? Yes. Divided by uh, underscores. Underscores. Okay. All right. Well, Jay, any last words you have for our listeners before we say goodbye. I'm just very grateful for you, Celia. I love what you're doing. I love your style. I love your personality. Thank you so much for having me on here and asking amazing questions and allowing me to express my my thoughts without any judgment. And so I'm very grateful for you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, my absolute pleasure. And I am grateful for you. And every time you have a new book come out, well, we'll have to do one when the book comes out. And we'll have to also do one every time a new book comes out. So I love it. Let's do it. Team team up, stay together. All right, guys. Well, have a great day, Jay. And to all my listeners, go to ConsciousStories.com. 
Sign Bible up for stories. the newsletter. Did I mess it up? Conscious Bible Stories. Oh, whoops. I messed it up. ConsciousBibleStories.com. <laughs> Sign up for the newsletter. And as always, wonderful listeners, I wish you days filled with peace, love, and tons of laughter. It really is the best medicine. Stuff is funny. You need to laugh more. And I'll see you here next time in the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast and being a part of my mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Be sure to head over to pumpeduppparenting.com and grab your free copy of the Patience Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, great news. Now there is. Pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, plus my three new children's books at celiasbooks.com. That's celiasbooks.com. If you're loving this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and pay it forward. And also leave a review so I know who you are and can thank you personally. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone in your family can blossom from. Have yourself a really happy, fun day. Bye-bye.